I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness, Episode 67. Today, we talk about how to give your favorite Latin comfort foods a healthy makeover, and we'll talk a little bit about lupus today. And yes, it's a life-changing episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Welcome, everyone, to today's program. Before we begin, if you could just do me a favor, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today, rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look up my show page on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, my guest today is celebrity chef Ingrid Hoffman. She is the author of Latin Comfort Foods Made Healthy, more than 100 diabetes-friendly Latin favorites. She is a professional eater. She's an author and host of Top Chef Australia's on Telemundo and NBC, Simply Delicioso on the Cooking Channel, and Delicioso on Univision. Ingrid is passionate about cooking, entertaining, and helping her fans lead a healthy and balanced lifestyle. Via her cookbooks, the Chica Tips, and social media platforms, she spreads the word about better for you ingredients, implementing cooking habits, and thinking of food as medicine. With this in mind, Ingrid has launched her very own food brand, Cocina by Ingrid Hoffman, which focuses on easy, delicious, and healthy meal solutions for the whole family. And she is excited to partner with the American Diabetes Association to publish her new cookbook and help those with diabetes eat the foods they love. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the one and only celebrity chef, Ingrid Hoffman. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and a big hello to everyone listening to us. It's a pleasure to be with you guys. Uh, you know, I, I'm really interested in this interview with you uh, today, Ingrid, because of the fact that uh, a few years ago, I actually traveled to South America and, and went down to Chile and spent time with uh, a particular uh, Indian tribe. And they lived off the land. But what I was astonished about was how overweight they were until someone actually told me that a lot of their diet was basically starchy vegetables, which led to a problem of not only being overweight, but they also had a diabetic problem, even though they were working off the land. So my question is, why is the traditional Latino diet problematic for people who have diabetes? Well, I think that, you know, we should not just say that it's the same problem as Latinos. I think it's in general, what we're living across the planet today is you know, when you don't have a balanced diet, if it's tilted one way or if it's tilted the other way, whether it is sugar or it is starch or it is protein, you know, balance is is key. <laughs> and, you know, besides balance, obviously, with the way our food is grown these days and with the amount of processed foods on the shelves, it just makes everything a bit daunting. And I think people are also, you know, everyone listens to a thousand different diets and everyone's overwhelmed. Everybody feels that they don't have either the time or the discipline or the, or the pocket to do it because, you know, it's also traditionally thought that eating healthy food is more expensive. And in some instances it is, but it doesn't have to be. So, yeah, going back to balance, and I think that one of the problems with the Latino diet is that besides uh, the heavy starch 
is the lack of eating vegetables. You know, luckily that we do culturally eat a lot of beans, which at least is a good protein. And, uh, but the other process is also the, the cooking methods. Anytime you take a healthy ingredient and you fry it or twice fry it, now you're changing the structure of this uh, calorie and of this food. So I think it's also about rethinking, um, you know, conscious eating. It's, uh, you, you know, we're also eating quantities that are unnecessary. And I think a lot of that is emotional. So I think that it's really about revisiting our relationships with food as well. Well, what made you look at the Latino diet um, in relation to diabetes? Because I understand that the Hispanic Latino um, genre or that demographic, there's it's definitely over what they have. It's over 12 percent of them living with diabetes. And I also understand, too, that the, the increases in blood pressure as well. Correct. It's an epidemic. And let's not just segregate it to Latinos. It's right. an epidemic in general. You know, heart disease oh, is I an agree. epidemic in America. Uh, you know, diabetes. Uh, Lifestyle-related diseases are rampant. And um, so what made me look at it? Well, first of all, I'm a lupus warrior. And I was diagnosed about 17 years ago. And it made me really look at, you know, for me, ending up in a wheelchair and having uh, no quality of life was not an option. And as I started uh, medications, it made me so much uh, iller that I really set out on this, like, quest. Like, what is my body reacting to? It has to be something either environmental or something I'm consuming or And I started that path by asking all my specialists. And, you know, obviously, at that stage in life, uh, in time, we really weren't seeing all this integrative medicine. You know, doctors, Western doctors for the majority were and still are, in most cases, trained to give you a pill and send you home. And as opposed to discussing all of the other avenues that could be looked at. um, So I sort of set up on that on my own and did a lot of research, you know, around the world, uh, started reading encyclopedias, if you will, anything that I could find my hands on. And slowly I started using myself as a guinea pig. And I, now I will say that just because something works for me a thousand percent doesn't mean that it works for everyone. But what I can assure you is that by eating cleaner and better and living slightly healthier, it's never going to do any bad to whatever disease you have. It can only help the way you feel internally, the way, uh, you know, your body operates. So anytime that you can help yourself, um, then I think that that is key. Why Latino food? Because first of all, well, I'm Latin, but you don't need to be Latin to love Latin food. We're all loving Mexican food, Peruvian food, you know. Food has become mainstream, whether it's uh, Asian food or Latin food or Italian food. You know, we're eating more and more across the board mix, no matter where we're from. Well, that's true. But but it was obviously an interesting uh, challenge to take something that everybody thinks is unhealthy and actually give it a spin and make it where each recipe is actually approved by the American Diabetes Association. Now, why me and that? So 
there is cancer hereditary in my family. All my grandparents died of cancer, including my father. I have a sister who's ill now. Uh, we have diabetes in the family. So, you know, we're really set up for like, okay, well, you got to take matters into your own hands. Once I was able to come off medication, uh, steroids, and all of the anti-inflammatory drugs that I took for my lupus because they made me sicker. And I actually don't take medication nowadays. And I am at 53, live a far more active, wonderful life than I did at 23. Then it is a wake-up call. It is a wake-up call to say, to, to realize that food is either medicine or food is poison. And we're either living in an addiction pattern of food and um, so take it another step further. It's like, well, you know, I'd like to help people. And, and it's, it's so simple because it truly is one of the few proactive things we can do to manage the outcome of our health. You know, oh, I com- granted, oh, some I of it completely is genetic. Agree. Yeah. 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 Cause, uh, you know, I look at, I look genetic. at your, yeah, I look at your photo and you don't look like a day over 30, 35. You look great. <laughs> you know, well, so. thank you. And I and, have to tell you that I feel so much better than I ever did in my life. Well, that's At great, an age where a woman should not be feeling better. You uh, know, that's with true. With hormonal changes, with everything. It's, you know, I see it with a lot of friends, everyone battling the, the hormonal changes. But here comes the diabetes again, and, and the diabetic diet, I'm going to explain. Anytime you're living a diet, or let's not call it a diet, a lifestyle yes. that is low in sugar, which in turn means it regulates your insulin, in turn means that you're regulating your hormones to a certain degree. You're regulating how you interpret both pain, sleep, you know, by being, uh, ha- living in, a, in a, I call it alkaline as well, but just an anti-inflammatory diet. And the the lifestyle of a diabetic is really how should we all should be eating. Oh, you're it correct. Means we're eating, yeah, completely. Oh, absolutely. Can, well, well, let me ask you this and one it's because not radical. Oh, well, it's, yeah, we should sorry, all be on a type of diet that is really anti-diabetic, which in turn becomes uh, anti-obesity. It becomes anti-heart disease. So it's it's something that we all need to do. And and I know you know I live in Houston, Texas, and you know the big favorite is is Tex-Mex. Um, we have a we have a, a a privately owned restaurant in town that actually offers a gluten free menu. They don't mix lard with their refried beans. You can get black beans, but they don't use lard in it, so you don't have that uh, component in that meal. But with with the recipes in your cookbook, how do they? Uh, how are they different from the traditional counterparts? Okay, well, I go to uh, being resourceful with with techniques, with new ingredients that you can use that now we can find readily available that are good for you to add fiber. So, for instance, I do, a, since you call Tex-Mex, I do some chimichangas in the book, uh, which I add some hidden vegetables in which I do a cooking technique that is actually easier than frying. And Ah. it gives you the same crispiness, but we're not frying. 
So it's all these tricks. It is, you know, subbing, removing half of the carbs, and maybe in a lot of the recipes, I do use a lot of rice cauliflower in the book, and I use a lot of zucchini. So what I do, another example, I take uh, a guacamole, a guac, and I remove half of the amount of avocados, and I sub in very finely shredded um, zucchini, which really doesn't have any flavor, but it helps bulk up the volume of the dish. Ah. It helps bulk up the fiber in the dish. Now you have a very rich fiber dish with half the calories. And don't get me wrong, you know, uh, avocado calories are good for you. But regardless, what people also tend to forget is that calorie is a calorie. And, you know, anytime <laughs> that you can balance it out, yeah, just because they're good doesn't mean that <laughs> that you're not going to put away. So it, it's about checks and balances, really. Well, well, um, well, well when it comes day, to... Well, when it comes to things like uh, tortillas, what what do you use for the base of them? Because, you know, I hear there's flour version, there's corn, uh, there's gluten-free. So how do you make yours? Well, you know, again, there's several go-tos, and it all depends within, like, if I'm speaking about myself, it depends on what I've eaten throughout the day. If I reach for a six-inch uh, corn or flour tortilla as opposed to a hemp one or a different type of ingredient. So it really all depends. And again, because I do monitor what I do during the day. So let's say if at lunch I already had something like that, then I know that maybe tonight I'm going to have my taco in a lettuce leaf. I mean, it's, it's checks and balances. You play throughout the day. You, It's common sense in the end. The good thing of it is that I'm not telling you Go have green juices and lettuce with lime and grilled chicken. Because to me, that's not sustainable. You know? Yeah, you're right. It's, sure, that's good to do here and there. And, and trust me, I get up and I do my green juice and I love it. And I'll have egg whites. But sometimes I wake up and I go, you know what? Today I want to have actually leftover tacos for breakfast or leftover whatever. So I think that it is a book for people that are like me. I am horrible dieting. I set myself up for failure. I feel like a failure. Whenever I, I've tried every single diet in the universe, because diet that invents, diet that Ingrid starts doing to test it. And I feel miserably at all of them. And I feel deprived. And all of a sudden, the minute that I say I'm going to start dieting on Monday, now I'm dreaming of eating all these things that I don't ever even crave. So it's a psychological thing. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. Well, let me ask you this one, because what is your very favorite Latin food makeover from your Latin Comfort Foods Made Healthy Cookbook? I would say that there is a paella uh, that I do with quinoa instead of rice. And I up the vegetable amount to double of what an original would be. And then I do it with seafood and, you know, it absorbs the flavors of the saffron of like, there's no way that you feel that you're eating clean and it tastes this good. It's the same with the carnitas in the book, the carnitas, the chimichangas. I do a Spanish um, potato tortilla from Spain, which is generally done onions and uh, just potatoes sliced up 
and semi-fried. And what I did is that I removed half of the quantity of the potato and I used cauliflower rice. I actually handed it out. It was one of the dishes that we had at the book launch party. And everyone started coming up like, I can't believe you're putting, you're serving a Spanish potato tortilla and you're talking about a help book. And I go, well, the recipe is in the book. And they're like, (laughs) what? And it's like, yeah, didn't you taste the cauliflower? And they're like, no way, I hate cauliflower. So it just goes to show that there are modern, cleaner ways of where we can still enjoy the things we like and we just modify them slightly. We modernize them. You know, it's a, it's a very simple thing. And, and I think that the fact that this is actually a lifestyle where because you're eating yummy food every day, you don't feel that you're missing out. And I wanted to touch upon something that a lot of people might not know, that we think of diseases, um, food diseases, and we think of anorexia and bulimia. When binging is the number one problem food-related in America, and I am a binger. So, you know, I've always had that relationship with food where I obsess about it, where, you know, if I'm happy, I celebrate with food. If I'm sad, then I need more food. And I think that until I really started this path that I've now been on for the last, like, eight years, I would say, you know, I never needed to diet again. And I eat, you know, I feel that I have the most amazing meals every day. And, you know, if this is dieting, then or having a healthier lifestyle, then it also allows me what I call the 80-20. And that is that 80%, you know, I eat and, and do it this way. And then 20% because I've been good that I'm allowed my 20% of uh, whether it's a ch- cheat drinking or cheat eating or whatever that is, but, um, and it works. And, you know, the one thing I I think also that people always say, yeah, but you know, because it's your career and you have the time to sit and cook. And, and to me that just, I, I can't grasp that concept because if you have, if you don't schedule, if you don't prioritize, now we know that more or less 50% of our diseases are lifestyle related, which surpasses infectious. Now, if we know that number is that big, how could that not be a priority in your family? Oh, I how completely could that agree. Not be? And when you when you do it with proper planning, because now it's a priority, so you plan it, you shop for it, you make it a family event to cook together to freeze. Throughout the book, I have all these tips on how to save money, how to buy X ingredients, use it in this recipe, but then chop it up this way, freeze it this way for further use. And that way you just start making like your life super easy because I don't care. I can right now come home for the next month without buying anything fresh and I can whip up clean things semi-ready, already cooked in my uh, in my freezer, frozen proportion, and others that are smart ingredients that I buy that I can just throw in two seconds. So even if people say, well, I didn't have time to go to the grocery store this week. If you follow the, the pantry and the freezer rules and sections that I have, then you can 
you don't need to worry about that going to the grocery store. You can still whip up a clean meal for your family in 20 minutes. So well, it's, now, in your, it's like, okay. What do you yeah. offer in your book? I know that you are known for your signature Chica tips. Do you offer a, a list of your Chica tips in the cookbook? The Chica tips are all throughout the book. And, and those are where really a lot of great information comes. And they're money savers. They're time savers. There's use this, not that, or uh, store it this way. And so really, it's, it's a good manual. And one of the things that I'm looking for with this book, that if someone makes three recipes of this book, that they now start getting the idea. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. I can do this to my eggs. I can do this to my potatoes. I can do this to my chicken. That is the idea. It's, it's to sort of like help people think about food in a different way. And uh, I always say, you know, when you plan, you can get to do it under budget. It's when you don't plan that coming under budget is going to be hard. Like a lot of tips for me, frozen vegetables, when they are from good brands and they're flash frozen, it's a way of saving a ton of money on vegetables and still having great quality vegetables. So I give you sort of like, okay, here, if you're going to do this frozen, then use this fresh or do this from the pantry. It's real uh, living handbook uh, tools for, for this. And I say to people, you know, if you don't start thinking of it this way and you think that spending time on this is not a priority, the day that you're having to spend that money at the co-pays at the pharmacy and being able to not go to work because you're ill or someone in your family is ill, then I don't know. I mean, pick and choose what you, in my case, I think it's a no brainer. I'd rather make the investment than well, yeah, later. Pay now or pay later. Spending the money. Yeah. Pay now or pay later, but that we're going to pay it is guaranteed. So, and, and, you know, hopefully with an approach like I do, that it's, you don't feel like you're dieting, but it's yummy food. And you can tell exactly every recipe gives you the listing of the calories, the protein, the sugar, the carbs, uh, absolutely everything. So if you make breakfast from the book, lunch and dinner, you know, and you stick to the portions, you know exactly what you're consuming. And I think that that's a, a very important thing. Then it becomes second nature because now you, you know, at some point you start it just becomes second nature. You don't even need to go back and look. You start recognizing what quantities are, what sizes are. But, you know, anytime that you're eating a full meal that has a good carb, a uh, good good amount of fiber, vegetables, because fiber is the other thing of this book. That's really where the cookie crumbles. Because we now know with all the latest findings how our gut is our second brain. And the importance that fiber plays in metabolizing, where you can eat the exact dish without the fiber and it, you don't metabolize it as you metabolize it with the fiber. But fiber also fills you up. And obviously, it helps towards gut health. So we also know that so many diseases are stemming from our gut. And so when you are living in this, you know, low sugar, uh, mode and, and low, you know, processed food mode, your body starts working so optimal, which is what started happening to me with my lupus when I started switching how I ate 
that you start feeling good and you don't want to go back to not feeling good. I see it when I go on vacation that I get off the wagon and guarantee four days in, if I don't reel it in, I start feeling sick. And so I think that it's a no brainer. And, you know, hopefully because this book has such a fun approach to it, so delicious, you know, there's pancakes in the book, there is arepas, there's empanadas, there's, uh, you know, there's all sorts of across the board dishes that are totally not foreign, all with ingredients that we all are familiar with. And it will just make, you know, eating clean a joy because this is the most fun and bursting with flavor clean eating you'll ever do. And I think that it will be really helpful for people like myself that hate diets, that feel deprived. For me, it's a psychological thing. So um, I think that it's just a very easy uh, approach for anyone. The recipes are so easy that even the kids can make them. There's not one recipe in that book Uh that children cannot make. Oh, fantastic. Well, where can everybody buy the cookbook? Well, the uh, book is available nationwide at bookstores, obviously online, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, you know, all the typical. um, But I always like to say if you have a little bookstore local in your community, you know, think about supporting them as well. It's so important that we keep them alive. Um, But it's a fun book. And one of the things that I do um, that is sort of like a support to people that are interested in this, whether you buy the book or not, every Thursday on my Facebook, uh, I do in the afternoons a Facebook Live in Spanish. And on my Instagram, I do it in English. And it's always a little show, which I either show you prep or I show you how to freeze or I show you a recipe and then people have access to me because you can come in and you can ask me what was that that you just did how else do you use it because I you know I used it once but then the rest went bad I didn't know what to do with it that sort of a thing and it's created a real fun community people seek me out uh I make it super fun as well and it's in my kitchen in my house you know, it's without the production. It's real life. It's me without makeup. It's listen, here we are. Let's spend some time together. Well, I have to I, cook dinner tonight. You want to hang out with me? Oh, um, I love that. So, yeah. And ladies, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to catch Ingrid on Facebook Live, uh, check out her page at Ingrid Hoffman. That's H-O-F-F-M-A-N-N. That's two N's on Hoffman. And on her Instagram, yeah. you can go to Ingrid Hoffman Official. So check her out there as well, uh, and check out check out the uh, her her own show. And at the same time, uh, your website is what simplyingrid.com? dot com. Correct. And you know, part of the things that I do both on the website and on the social media, you know, little tips like, for instance, how to pick eggs. What do egg labels mean? You know, there's always little tips and bits that are fun, that are related to food, to lifestyle, to health, to beauty, to travel, to everything. There's a little bit of everything. Well, I love it. And ladies and gentlemen, please check out celebrity chef Ingrid Hoffman. Go to Simply Hoffman or Simply Ingrid. Did I say that? Simplyingrid.com. <laughs> that's, that's the one, simplyingrid.com. Check her out. Again, join her on Instagram and Facebook. She's also on Twitter. I'm a big Twitter user, so 
check her out there as well. And Ingrid, thank you so much for coming onto the show today and sharing all of these healthy uh, tips that it's, like you said, it's not just Latino food. It's for all of us to enjoy and just make it part of a healthy lifestyle. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me and everyone listening. Big, big uh, hugs and kisses, Dan. Hopefully you'll get on a little bit of a healthier wagon. Hey, amen to that. And ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life-Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds, rate the show on iTunes. Thank you again for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. And you can download our program now on Spotify. Just just look us up at Dr. Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Hit save so you can listen to all of your all of our episodes on spotify and you can learn more about me at drwardbond.com and again thank you for listening to life-changing wellness and remember something spectacular happens when you treat your body right have a blessed day everyone